we made it to today. We should be happy. We woke up. We made the wake-up call. Well, I am happy about that, but I am admittedly confused. You know, um, following what's going on or trying to, um, what's going on here in New Haven, Connecticut, regarding the upcoming mayoral elections. CJ here, and this is the Sound of Black and Brown. And I cannot thank you all enough for your continued love and support. You know, your solidarity is truly, truly, truly appreciated. Please know that. You know, and what's happening right now in New Haven and Hamden and Bridgeport is very, very concerning. You know, there's many, many reasons to be concerned because so many questions. I, I don't know, even know where to start. So let's just start with the latest what the fuck moment. We have someone who is alleging to be a Democrat, but turned around and said, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and get endorsed by the Republican Party and seemingly thinks that this is copacetic. What the actual fuck is going on? I mean, I have to tell you all, I had to sit down and research that for a second because I was not completely sure that this was even something that you could do. And then I was told, yes, actually, you could do that. Um, you know, however, there's other parts to that that I'm still waiting to get some feedback on. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, too. It never, it's like playing a bad game of never have I ever. Never have I ever um, seen someone come out and say, yeah, I'm going to run for mayor as a Democrat. But uh, by the way, this uh, group of Republicans just endorsed me. I don't know necessarily if there's no consequence to that. I know that in terms of community, it has raised a lot of questions. Sources have told me that there were other reasons to question that Tom Goldenberg campaign. Tom Goldenberg is the individual who is running for the mayor of New Haven, who started off as running under you know, the Democratic Party. He says he's a Democrat. He claims to be a Democrat. However, last week, Last Thursday, I believe it was, he held a press conference to announce that he had gotten endorsements from the Republican Party. This information you could actually find in the New Haven Independent. There's the footage and everything else there. It was quite questionable. I mean, it was either Wednesday or Thursday. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that part. It, it's just what I want you to draw your attention to is the bigger picture. Just go to the Independent, look for that article. It's not that far down. And tell me what you think about that, because I'll tell you. I don't know if you knew this, and just in case you didn't, let me just remind you, I am not a supporter of the Republican Party. That is against my being. These people have done nothing but wreak havoc on the black and immigrant communities and the refugees. You're seeing what's happening right now. You're seeing what's going on in states like Florida and Texas. I have no reason to really sit here and trust these people. No. In terms of the topic at hand, does the DTC represent me? Well, using Tom Goldenberg as a partial example, the fact that this man took it upon himself to wake up and say, I'm going to run, I'm going to say I'm a Democrat, but then when I don't get enough, I'll go to the Republican Party and I'll get signatures from them. You know, that's very, very questionable, highly, highly questionable. I mean, out here in New Haven, Hamden and Bridgeport, if you ask me, there's so much gatekeeping that happens within the DTC. It's, it's actually amazing. It's almost like watching a live theater show. Sad part is, 
it should not be this way, right? But it is. The question is, what are we going to do about it? Do we feel like, do we feel a need to change anything? Do we feel inclined to challenge this shit? You know, I mean, I'm trying to figure out if people really realize that they have rights. I don't, you know, I, I did not grow up in this country. Um, I, you know, my political beliefs come from a whole different country, Tran Tobago. You know, I do feel that I have rights. That's what they told me when I swore in. I have rights. But I'll tell you something. There's gaslighting that happens and gatekeeping that happens when you get up and you stand up and you talk against the white supremacy. These fuckers don't like you to do that. Now, what might also surprise you is to find out that there's racism which happens within the DTC itself. And I'm saying that because until the DTC shows me that they care about the black and brown people as much as they claim to. And when I say that, I don't mean that you just talk about shit. I don't mean that you just decide, well, you know, this sounds like a trending thing like Lauren Garrett did when she abused and exploited the Black Lives Movement so that she become, could become mayor, pardon me, of Hamden. You know, I don't mean that. I mean that, you know, we need people who actually will do what they say they're going to do. Actually do it. And we also need that representation because representation matters. Nothing about us without us. That should be the law. That should be the rule. All right. As I said to you all before, you know, what do you think Huey would think about all of this? If Huey was still with us, Huey P. Newton, what do you think he'll say? What do you think Marcus Garvey will say? What do you think Malcolm would say? And Martin, what do you think they'll say to us? Do you think that they'll be happy by what we've done? You think Shirley would be happy, Fanny? No? I don't think so. I think if anything, I think if anything, they're going to be, they're going to be disappointed. These people risk their lives, like literally, you know, they risk their lives for this. They went all up and down and out and about. And what the fuck did we do with it? The answer is nothing. We got comfortable. We got real comfortable. We got so comfortable that we normalized racism. We did. We did. I mean, if you ask me, the DTC does not represent me. I mean, just even to become eligible to run for office. I mean, I'm not, this is not my expertise. Don't quote me. Don't, don't do all of that shit. I have the right to freedom of speech. From what I do know and from what I have learned, you know, there's a lot of money and processes, unnecessary bureaucracy. Because what I never understand is if you're going to do all of this to filter through who's the best candidate, then how the fuck are you taking so long to take down Donald Trump? How? Because, again, the politics turns into politics when they start bending the rules for who they like and they start separating the oil from the water. Okay? The fact that you have such a, you know, wide-winded way of of getting people involved. I mean, you ask yourself, why aren't more people interested in voting? And then you have to say to yourself, well, why would they be? I mean, seriously, what does what does my vote count for? What does my vote count for if the DTC doesn't represent me? If I'm not seeing enough people who look like me in these offices, there's no excuse for that. It's 2023. 
And don't tell me that we don't have viable candidates. Yes, the fuck we do. We have viable candidates. Hey, Elise, we have viable candidates for office. Elise, if you could call in, I could use your brain on this because I'm talking about the DTC. Um, this last few hours, these last couple of days has been really intense out here in New Haven because of all that's unraveling with the mayoral elections. Now, Hamden is um, is no stranger to the bullshit because Hamden also has its share of fuckery going on. I mean, you have a mayor who ran their whole election ticket on the BLF movement. Now, before I go on, my beautiful, esteemed, cisgendered co-host, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Good evening. It's great to hear from you, CJ. It's always a pleasure. So I'm talking about the bullshit happening here with the mayoral campaign, and I'm really asking the question, does the DTC represent me? I don't think so. I truly, genuinely don't think so. I see a lot of gatekeeping. I see a lot of gaslighting. I see a lot of the same people in different spaces and a lot of attempts to keep the people who should be or have access out of there. What do you think? I'm not, I don't have enough experience with Democratic Town Committees to really call it, but I see, I always saw it as kind of an entryway into um, getting involved in local politics. And it's disappointing to hear that, you know, it's being gatekept from just, you know, regular people like me who might want to have a say in their town. You know, a friend of mine um, attempted to run for um, a particular office. Mm -hmm. And what would happen was so sad. He had all the things he needed. He checked all the boxes. And when mm -hmm. I tell you they did everything humanly possible, including having a meeting, despite him meeting the requirement, this is a black man, despite mm -hmm. him meeting the requirement to run for that particular seat, they basically told him, look, we're not going to endorse you. We want this person instead. That person didn't even have the requirements met. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, when you all do shit like that, what the fuck do you expect people to do? Like what just happened in New Haven, Tom Goldenberg, who said he is a Democrat, had a press conference last week and announced that he got the endorsement from the Republicans. New Haven doesn't have mm -hmm. a huge Republican following. It doesn't have that. It's, it's mm -hmm. more left. It's more, you know, liberal and democratic in that weird white progressive shit way. But then, right. you know, it seems like there's this machine that prevents people from moving forward and even participating in what is supposed to be democracy. Right? And the thing about it is, this matters to Hamden because Hamden and New Haven work off of each other, as does, you know, Bridgeport. The three of them work mm -hmm. off of each other. In Hamden, we have the current mayor who just got endorsed by the DTC, who ran her ticket on the Black Lives Matter movement. This woman ran her ticket mm -hmm. on the Paul Witherspoon and Stephanie Washington cases. And, you know, again, they have their town committee. We have a board of alders. Bridgeport has its town committee. It's so many barriers to the actual democracy. And then they turn around and they say, we need people to vote. We need people to do this. 
in New Haven itself, it's it sounds like more and more people are registering as unaffiliated. Yeah. What do you think about all that that I just said? Let me just I pause for a pause. It's time to take a stand. Um, like the the Republican Party gets more and more dangerous, and we need to oppose it anywhere we can. And I don't care if it's just a little local election. I don't care if oh it's the Northeast. The Republicans are basically like Democrats here. No, they're not. Like we need to vote blue all the way down the line in my opinion. And if the Democrats are progressive enough to get in there and make them do that. I feel like Democrats are much more willing to listen to what people want. Uh, Ah, no, not in New Haven. Not in New Haven. Not in New Haven. Haven. I'm sorry to cut you there, but that's the problem we have in New Haven right there seems to be like this invisible machine and for the life of me and the same thing is happening in hamden and bridgeport the same type of machine is spreading its wings and what's happening is is that this machine is literally governing who participates who gets the nod who gets the push forward and what that's doing it's derailing and distracting people from participating now last Mm -hmm. wednesday or thursday whenever that was it's all in the independent Tom Goldenberg decided to come out. Now, he's supposed to be a Democrat. That's what he says he is. But he comes out and he says, I'm running for the mayor of New Haven, and I just got endorsed by a bunch of Republicans. Now, I did my little research. I'm not a subject matter expert, so I had to ask questions. And so I tapped into a couple of resources, and I found out that that part is not necessarily illegal. Okay? The question is... How does it really pay out in terms of funding? Because a signature is a signature. Now, if they're putting money into your campaign, that's a different conversation. Right. Because now it speaks to what you're talking about. Now, to all those who are listening in, let me tell you some. Our friend here, Elise, who is a BBUA member and, you know, has been on The Sound of Black and Brown, She's also part of Reach CT. You want to tell us a little bit about that and why, you know, people really need to pay attention to what these Republicans are doing. I really appreciate your uh, shouting out my organization. The Reach Fund of Connecticut is abortion, an abortion fund. We help people pay for abortions. We're collecting donations all the time. Um, we have some great regular donations, and we got a lot of um Rage donations, you could say, when uh, Roe v. Wade fell, um, but it's kind of dropped off, and the need has not dropped off. We still have people who um, need abortion funding here. Um, Just because it's legal, just because it's a blue state, doesn't mean it's always accessible to everyone. If you don't have the funding for an emergency like that, then it doesn't matter if it's legal. You still can't get the care you need. So we uh, work directly with clinics in Connecticut um, when they tell us there's a need, when they tell us there's a a patient who can't afford care, um, we reach out to the clinic and help them pay for it. Um, 
If you are, would like to donate to our cause, you can go to reachfundct.org. Um, you can sign up for our mailing list. You can make a donation. You can, you can become a regular donor. And you can um, look and see what we're up to out here and maybe uh, volunteer with us as well. We have lots of, we're all volunteers um, because we think reproductive justice is important and abortion funding is necessary and that abortion is healthcare. I appreciate you giving me a little bit of a chance to speak on it. Um, and I wish, I mean, I mean, talking about it from the political side, not as a, um, not as a REACH board member, I really would like to see, uh, personally, I would like to see Connecticut become more of, um, you know, a sanctuary state, um, and other states like California, Colorado, um, New York, Michigan, even Massachusetts, Maine, other blue states have really stepped up for our brothers and sisters and siblings in red states who have not have um, had their abortion rights yanked out from under them against their will. They're becoming states that refuse to prosecute people for who travel there for abortion care. They do not allow their, um, you know, uh, state apparatus to assist other states who are trying to prosecute someone getting abortion care, etc. Um, Maine has expanded their uh, gestational limit so that, um, like Colorado, people can get abortions um, later in their pregnancy, whereas Connecticut um the gestational limit is 23 weeks and six days and we really don't believe that there should be any time limits on abortion because those not only are people um getting their abortion care delayed because of these restrictive laws um a lot of the time when someone gets an abortion later in their pregnancy it's because something went very wrong um we've had people who lost uh lost the fetus um lost the pregnancy um lo even lost their uterus because they weren't able to get abortion care for an, a, a pregnancy that went horribly wrong and it's it punishes people who are grieving it's punishing families who wanted another child and um it's shocking and sad and wrong and everyone it feels like everyone can see that this is awful to women you know people have had dire emergencies and they're they've been forced to wait until you know it just gets so bad they can't you know, they might actually die. They push, they make you wait till the, you're on the brink of death to get uh, abortion care. And it's sick what's happening in this country. Um, we really need everybody. And I, I do mean everybody to vote blue up and down the line. A lot of these abortion laws come from local and state governments too. So it's gotta be every election you've got to vote blue and not just because of abortion either, but this is, 
you know, the the anti-abortion folks are around here too. They are not being quiet. They're setting up crisis pregnancy centers. Um, we have to fight it here too. Um, it's on all of us. We have to vote and we have to be vocal and we have to let our representatives know what we will and won't stand for. Thanks for letting me join. Oh, on come on. No. No, no, I want you to come back. I mean, she was supposed to be here a long time ago, but we'll talk about her when she's not around. That's what you're saying. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do, right? No, but Elise is going to be back to talk more on that because that's a definite, that's something that we need to really, really stress, you know. There's a lot of people who die, right, because they don't get yeah. access to the health care that they need. Think about yeah. the sexual assault victims. Think about the young girl who just lost her virginity in the worst way, all mm -hmm. right? Or, you know, other other victims or other people who, if they carry this baby, it could be detrimental to them. Sometimes it's not even a situation of a sexual assault. Sometimes it could be a general health situation. Sometimes yeah. the doctor could be saying to you, look, this will not this will not go well. For example, let's go back to, you know, Lauren Garrett, the mayor who exploited the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, mm. She exploited the Paul Witherspoon and Stephanie Washington, you know, case when we were all rallying and fighting for justice for them. I mean, Stephanie wow. got shot at in the general reproductive area over 20 times, right? So she's mm -hmm. a classic example of what I'm trying to say here. You know, she's a person who might get justice. pregnant. Yes, she if she gets pregnant, the likelihood of her keeping that baby is a miracle because of where she was hurt. This woman had to learn how to use the bathroom all over again. Yeah. After she, you know, when she when she started to get back her ability to walk and function, she had to learn how to use the bathroom all over again. Now imagine that. Just imagine that if we shall. Just imagine that. Right? Putting somebody through that. Come on now. And I mean, listen, as far as the people who are against abortion access, educate yourself first. Before you start talking out of both sides of your mouth, educate yourself first, because that could be you. All right? That could be you. So before we start to say, we're not saying we like, we're not saying that we want people murdered. We never said that. Nobody said that. What we're saying is, think it through. Let's start, mm -hmm. you know, start being selfless. Part of your progress, progressiveness, should be selflessness. And that's what I mean when I'm referring back to this thing here of does the DTC represent me? Because mm -hmm. in the DTCs for the towns that I just mentioned, Hamden, Bridgeport, and New Haven, I haven't heard anybody mention abortion, reproductive justice, none of it. Everything is a trend. It's not trending right now, so mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, right? Also, I find that the... DTC representation is mostly white. Now listen, mm -hmm. white people, don't don't start don't start your shit. Come here. No, you're getting too close now. Just just right there. Don't start your shit. Right? What I'm saying is, if you're really about progress, if you claim to care about us and our representation, then let us be represented. Okay? And stop setting up all these invisible rules and shit that don't ever exist until we start to be in that position. Shut the fuck up and let us have our position, okay? 
We need to be represented. We need somebody like Elise, all right, to be in office. We need that. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Right? We need that. Just trying that out there. Catch it. You're, you're right? doing a lot. <laughs> but the point that I'm making is it's okay to have. Let me tell you what's okay, white people. It's okay, believe it or not. It's okay to have black and brown representation in the DTC. It's okay to have a full-figured male, female, however they identify, representing. In fact, it's mm -hmm. quite okay to have folks from various gender identities representing the DTC. So this right. is another thing, right? Everybody got excited about gender identities and gender rights. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have been. It'll come for me. Stop it. But... What I'm saying is, why is it when white people come out and say, hey, I'm trans, that matters. But then when the trans black people want to be represented and the trans black people and the cisgender and the lesbian, you know what I'm trying to say? When we come out in our gender, it's a problem. And we don't it's get the support. No. No. And I feel like in 2023, what the fuck did you all learn from COVID? What did you learn from COVID? I uh -huh. honestly, I was really expecting out of COVID, I was genuinely expecting to see some changes that would make me smile, for instance, um, in terms of the representation. I was expecting to see more robust. I mean, we watched George Floyd call out for his mother. We watch what happened to Breonna Taylor. We could go down the line. We see what's yeah. going on at the border. All right? You see what's happening with reproductive justice. You have people crossing borders, driving miles, risking their lives. And here's the scary part. We didn't even start. That's why I say, Elise, you're going to have to come back because I need you to educate these people on what happens when you deny abortion access. See, we talk about the abortion piece and we talk about what it says, but I think people need to understand why, why, the why, right? Because we're talking about people going across towns. We're talking about people using clothes, hangers, bottles, we pills. Are, yeah, we are, um, we are focusing on stories right now. In the abortion movement, we are focusing on, um, putting a real face on abortion and eliminating the stigma around it. We want you to say the word abortion as much as you can. We want you to talk about abortion. Um, if you have an abortion story, it's a great time to tell it because um, people need to know that abortion happens in real life. It happens to people they know and it is um, it's a good thing. It's important for healthcare, but it's really important for lots of people's lives. Everybody's not ready to have a kid. Maybe you made a mistake, but also maybe you're in a violent interpersonal relationship. You know, um, the main cause of death for pregnant people is homicide. It's not childbirth. It's not heart disease, whatever. It's that, um, a lot of people who are in an abusive relationship, when they get pregnant, it just gets that much worse. Um, 
we have people we have lots of people who are on birth control and it fails um we have people who already have a kid already have two kids three kids and they don't want to have seven kids eight kids nine kids so abortion is a good parenting decision for those folks abortion is a perfectly normal thing that has been going on as long as people have been getting pregnant um women and birthing folks have been supporting each other through abortion forever and we're not going to stop we're going to be here for you that as much as we can the reach fund wants to be here that's beautiful Elise. who are in need that's really yeah. beautiful and see this is what i'm saying like what i'm saying is is that these are the folks folks like yourself should be who is representing me on the dtc that's what i'm saying right we need the real people up there one of the biggest problems i see in new haven is that we have a machine the yale machine they call it and you can't get past that you just yeah. cannot and we just watched this let me tell you something right here in good old pistol wave in new haven as they say dusted elliker your friend dusted elliker that's that's elisa's friend ha 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 sarcasm sarcasm right <laughs> no she really isn't his friend y'all don't even come for her don't start he didn't even we don't have nobody has any idea what his campaign manager looks like okay you hear what i'm telling you this man has not written an op-ed elise he has not even published he hasn't done a press conference he doesn't have a he hasn't even done like a press in nothing 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 and he rolled up and got the endorsement from the DTC, hands down. And the unions were right behind him. Didn't even bat an eyelid. Now, mind you, I'm going to spread the rumor that his campaign manager is Batman because this is some shit, right? <laughs> this man, <laughs> this man didn't even, he didn't even, I got to give Dusted credit. Cre you know, Dusted, I'm going to give you credit, man. That That was slick. That was cute what you did there. You didn't even he didn't even comb his hair. All right. Mm -hmm. He didn't even brush his teeth. He didn't have to do none of that. That man could have walked up into that thing with a robe on and the DTC was gonna give him. <laughs> now meanwhile, here come Tom Goldenberg. I'm gonna keep bringing his ass up, right? Mm -hmm. This dusty ass white boy. Because here he go talking about, yeah, I'm running as a Democrat. But then you had a whole press conference saying that oh by the way i yeah i'm gonna run as a democrat but i just got endorsed by this group of republicans right now since that happened last week this has just been a comedy right you should have seen this press conference i i was over here dying thank god i had some snacks because this was some good this was some good shit <laughs> right <laughs> this is the kind of shit you'd bust out like some skittles for this was good now at at the press conference his podium kept falling apart right Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, <laughs> my boy. No, you know, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh God. Oh <laughs> excuse me. I don't have COVID. Don't come for me. I don't have COVID. Um, I have <laughs> asthma. I have asthma. Stop it. But that shit was so funny. Like, okay, and now. I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about these journalists. Sometimes journalists do shit. I gotta tell you something, right? 
I enjoy mm-hmm. watching the independence sometimes because it's like comedy. It, it's mm-hmm. really like silent comedy because whoever was on the job that day made sure that she got a nice eye full of this shit. It was such oh. a mess. It was like such a <laughs> It was terrible. <laughs> and so <laughs> what happens is Tom Goldenberg comes out and there's this shriveled up looking white boy who's guy, you know, he looked like Santa Claus if he had anorexia. And he came up yeah. and so, you know, he was up there too and he was like, I represent the the Green Party and I you know, I support this, but he's he's another one because He's one who says he's with the Green Party, but he has the Republicans. It's just a clusterfuck. And then the damn podium kept breaking. And then he just like, you know, the poor, you, you know, I'm standing there. I'm like sitting here in my house watching this shit. And I'm, I had tears coming down my face because that shit was too funny, you know. And I'm like, I don't know who organized this shit, but they clearly don't like you. Because <laughs> <laughs> they made sure you look as disorganized as you sound. So as of today, and this is like the latest from the Independent, Tom Goldenberg, a third Democratic male challenger who's also recently endorsed by the Republican Party for New November's general election, has not yet submitted any Democratic primary petition paperwork to the registrar's office, according to the New Haven Registrar of Voters. Aha. Uh-huh. So this is not a serious candidate. Listen. He's just you there to make noise. Girl, you need, you just need to go watch that and just crack up all over again. Get like some Ritz. Get a snack. Mm-hmm. It, it's worth it. <laughs> oh, no. Right. Meanwhile, back in Hamden, we have Lauren Garrett, who ran mm-hmm. her campaign on, you know, the BLM movement. And what was hilarious about that? Now, she also didn't have to bat an eyelid. See, it's, again, it's the white toxicity at a higher level. Right. We got to we got to replace these people. We cannot be scared. We cannot be afraid. We need to replace these people and we need to replace not just them, but the people putting them back there. Okay, you got to go from the top, from the bottom to the top. We have to do it because how is it? Not only did she exploit the BLM movement, but her ex-husband, her sugar daddy, right, is a slumlord. Let me tell you about him now. Mr. Garrett, right, he's now, I think, Dan, good old Dan Garrett. Now, Dan is the kind of dude, you know, he wants to let everybody know he's the white savior of white saviors. Lord, help him. Help him, Lord. Help him. At least I hope, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Why is he a (laughs) slumber? I can't. I can't finish my sentence. This shit keeps... Listen, stop distracting me, Elise. So apparently after after the announcement that she got endorsed by the DTC, Lauren Garrett, who conveniently enough divorced her slumlord husband at the time, Dan Garrett, Mm -hmm. after she became mayor, I, I felt that was so convenient. I love how she did that. You know what? You know what? Pimping ain't easy. Pimpin' ain't easy, but Lauren, <laughs> Pimpin' ain't easy, all right? She she ran that game. She ran that game. She used him. She He funded her campaign, and then she's like, bye, bitch. Peace. And then she proceeded. Now, here's the other thing she did. It wasn't just him that she let go of. 
she also forgot that she at one point actually said Black Lives Matter because conveniently enough, her and Sean Grace, you know, Sean Grace going to say he cares because his wife is Jamaican. That doesn't count. Go sit somewhere, you know, <laughs> go sit down somewhere with that. But <laughs> I don't know where you go, but go sit there. The point is, is that both of them turned their backs on the black and brown community and the people, the black and brown people who put them there in the first fucking place. They literally mm. did that. The gaslighting and the gatekeeping in Hamden right now is off the charts. Wow. It's off the charts. But if you're curious, you know, um, you could go on the Hamden Crime Watchers page. That's um, where they put all the business up there. It's pretty hilarious. Even though it's run by a bunch of Republicans, I got to tell you, this footage is pretty hilarious. Right? Now, let me tell you about that page real quick. At least I don't get it. So what had happened was I signed on. <laughs> I decided to join the page, right? And for some reason, I don't get it. I feel like that picture with um, Mary holding a machine gun was a bit much for some oh. people. Um, maybe, you know, it didn't hit them the white way, I, I don't know. And then like I started talking about immigration reform and making Hamden a sanctuary city and policing reform. And next thing I know, I got kicked out. It was so weird. I, I mean, mm. I tried to make friends. <laughs> they weren't ready. <laughs> wow. No, the Hamden Crime Watchers page <laughs> is a page what? ran by a bunch of angry old white Republicans, right? Like for real, for real. So I was cracking up. Is, I mean, that that's what that. Yes. That feels very Blue Lives Matter. Oh, hell yeah. Well, see, that's what I'm saying, because I started posting, you know, anti Blue Lives Matter stuff. You know, I, I tend to get really creative and I think somebody got angry. It was so funny. It was so, so funny. Like that was that kind of funny that you had to call somebody and laugh at with because I was just waiting for it to happen. And really, the reason why I started it in the first place was because on that page, they decided to gaslight um, a couple black people who I know, okay, oh. very well. Rhonda being one of them, Justin Farmer being another one of them, Brad McDowell being another one. I didn't appreciate that. And for all the wrong reasons. And I mean, some of the stuff they said on that page, like one guy showed the image of a gun. There was a picture of Rhonda and they were talking about how, you know, this is when Lauren was exploiting the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Rhonda was at the forefront of that out in Hamden. You know, she really was right there, you know, shouting out justice for Stephanie, justice for Paul. You know, she saw it from beginning to end. She she went head on head with the legislators and all the powers that be from the police department, to the police, everybody. So she was like one of the key people in that movement. I want to really make that clear. And Lauren Garrett and Dan Garrett would pop up with their white savioristic selves. And yeah. all of a sudden they cared about black lives. So what would happen is on the, the Hamden Crime Watchers page, they would start to put pictures of Rhonda and Justin Farmer and Brad and other people. And it was in the comments where you saw the blue lives, like, on one of Rhonda's pictures, they had a picture of a gun. This is what I'll show her when I see her. Now, when I see stuff like that. No, no, that's not okay. That's not okay. 
right? So yeah, I'm gonna hit you with a little Mary with a machine gun. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna hit you with a little nativity scene full of immigrants. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna hit you with that shit. Mm-hmm. Or and then I'm gonna hit you with the fuck Christopher Columbus, and I don't care. Keep your page, Al Lotto. Keep your page. We don't care about that because let me tell you something about these Republicans, like you said, and this is why we're not saying that you have to go be their friends, but pay attention. These people are fucked up. And by any means necessary, they will do what they need to do. And also, in saying that, again, this is why our representation, our real representation on the DTC, it matters. Mm. We can't have people up there in the DTC who's been there since you were little. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. I feel like there should be term limits for certain things. One of them should definitely be in that. Mm Mm-hmm. If I may, if I may interject, um, sure. Up like what kind of folks are like ideally, like what is it supposed to do, and what kind of people are supposed to be on it, like officially. Officially on it, I mean, broadly speaking, again, this is this is more in Rhonda's wheelhouse. The point is, is that you want that representation. So, like for example, for the Alders, right? We have certain alders in New Haven, even in the Hamden Town Committee. I'm not as familiar with Bridgeport, but I'll say mm-hmm. the same for them without knowing certain things specifically. There are people who fill these roles respectively. So, for example, in New Haven, it's the Board of Alders. In mm-hmm. Hamden, it's the Hamden Town Committee. And then you have the Democratic Town Committee, right, and the people who are part of that. What we need to do is make sure that the people in these circles are people who genuinely represent the people and not just people we're comfortable having there or who have been there so long we're afraid to remove them, especially when we don't see the progress, right? Right. And in New Haven, we have a problem because the problem I've heard from my sources, particularly with the DTC, is there's a lot of gatekeeping that happens and gaslighting. And mm. in all three districts, New Haven, Hamden, and Bridgeport, there's not a lot of black and brown representation in terms of they should be the ones really promoting the black and brown representations for higher offices, for mayor, for senator, for everything. It should okay. come from there. But what yeah. I'm trying to get people to understand is if you think that the racism is only with the Republicans, you're wrong. You're wrong. Mm. You're very, very wrong. The racism on the Democratic side is more normalized. It's more, you know, well, mm. we're going to keep so-and-so as the lead for the DTC or whatever they call it, you know, because the chair or whatever it is, because they've been around for so long. It's not a legitimate reason. That's why nothing is changing. And that's why people are not mm. voting. Why the fuck would I go out there in a line to, you know, to vote, right? You're telling me that I have an opportunity to vote and participate, but you don't even want fucking undocumented immigrants on the Civilian Review Board or on the Board of Alders. That is bullshit. I've said it Mm -hmm. before and I'll say it again. Dusted Elliker, we asked you to make New Haven a real sanctuary city and you did not do that. You did not do that. There are only right. two churches where people can go. Don't fuck with me all. All right? And now you're telling us that you're not going to have undocumented immigrants on the 
Board of Alders, or on the CRB. Where's the democracy? Where's the democracy? Come on now. Now in Hamden, we have the same problem as in Bridgeport, but New Haven is the hub. And the machine mm -hmm. that is over New Haven is spreading its wings. When you look at these mayoral candidates side by side, right? Let's look at them. We're looking at Justin Elliker, we're looking at Lauren Garrett, we're looking at Ganim. All three. All three have had people say they're not very happy. And when I say people, I mean they keep calling us the minority, and I keep telling you all, we are not the minority. We are mm -hmm. the majority. They just like us to use that lingo, and we have to challenge and change this fucking narrative, man. Change it. Mm -hmm. All three did not get high ratings from the community. But here's another mm -hmm. thing people need to look at. When we say the community, are you referring to everybody included, the unaffiliated voters and those not registered to vote? Or are you only referring to your party that you are pushing, Democratic, Green, or that mm -hmm. other group of fuckers, right? right. <laughs> the Trumpettes. You see what I'm saying? When I say the community, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about the undocumented, talking about my refugees. I'm talking about the ho the houseless. I'm talking about the people who are not registered. I'm talking about the working poor and the poor and the working class. I'm talking yeah. about everybody. All right. I'm not just talking about the Democrats that are registered Democrats, because let me tell you how the fuck shit that happens. Even when it comes to the nomination part, I forget. Again, this is not my wheelhouse. Don't come for me. Told you don't come for me. Right. <laughs> but leading into who even gets nominated for the particular, you know, the petitions and so. They do not allow the unaffiliated. You have to be affiliated with a party to sign off on certain mm -hmm. things. And that is bullshit. If That's we give a flying up. fuck about democracy, I challenge you all. I am challenging you all. If you all give a fuck about democracy, tell these people, let the undocumented people be on the board of alders and the civilian review board. It is bad enough that the unaffiliated voters do not get to sign off on certain documents and vote at certain times. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's actually too hard to get actually, get documented in this country. There's not like it's 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 terrible. That's a whole that's a whole girl. I could give you a story on that. Let me give you a preview of that story. Let me let me we'll hold up, hold up. Let me borrow a line from Jay Z real quick. I gotta shout out Beyonce because Elise is here, but that's a whole other conversation. You all know how I feel about these celebrities and their their concerts right now. But we love Elise. We love you. But allow me to reintroduce myself, right? People don't realize, right? You see what I did there? No, I'm not hove, though. But I came here as an undocumented immigrant, mm -hmm. okay? My first experience here for a long time, I visited for short periods, like for a couple of weeks here and there. But I came mm -hmm. here and I gave birth to my son. As a young person, as a teenager, I had to learn the bus route on my own, I had to learn New Haven on my own. I didn't speak to many people because my accent, as you know, it was not, people didn't understand me. I speak too fast when I speak in my native tongue. I came here undocumented. People don't understand the stain that is when you say I'm undocumented. It means that you get turned away. 
It means that you get profiled. It means that you get yeah. questioned. It means that you either get a shit ton of empathy you didn't ask for or a shit ton of questions that you didn't expect. You understand? Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't know where to turn because you really don't know who's your friend. You really genuinely don't know. It's a real scary, scary world to live in. So just imagine being undocumented and homeless. Houseless, I prefer to say. It's scary. It's very scary. Now, another thing that's happening in New Haven, and this is what I'm saying, this DTC doesn't represent us, right? We have a significant undocumented population. And I'm about to shock people. No, I'm going to whisper this part because Elise might get a, you know, she might fall out her chair. (laughs) Not all undocumented people are Latinx. Oh, that's right. We tend to forget that, don't we? Not all undocumented people are Latinx. And you know what? Fuck it. I'm sorry. Y'all took me there. We should take (laughs) a note from our Latinx friends, the brown people. You know why? As somebody, now, Elise and I fall into this unique category where we're not too dark. We're not dark enough, right? We're not light enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> so people take us, depending on who's around us, they take us as it is. Put it like that, right? And in saying that, I have been in conversations where people say shit like, you know, these Latinos, they take everything. And then I'll, if you know, it's best when I have some drink in my hand because I'll put my drink down and I'll look at them. What the mm-hmm. fuck you mad at them for? What are you mad at them for? Why? Because when they go after something, they actually organize and come together and do it. Do you all realize what the fuck will happen when the black and brown people come together? Let me tell you all something. If we could come together, we could wipe this problem out on our own. We could get the representation we want, but we need to come together to do that. All right. We need to come together. I'm telling you, we need to wipe it out. We have, I'll just draw a reference from New Haven primarily. Hamden has the same problem in the town council. They have people who have been, you know, the representative of the town council, however the title goes, for too long. Same as the New Haven Board of Alders. Same as the people who oversee, (laughs) that's an intentional word, oversee the DTC. These people have been in these roles for too long. I'm telling you from the bottom to the top, that's why people like Justin Elliker don't even need to bat a fucking eyelid. That guy has not even mentioned one time. Now, see, when he wanted to be relevant and he wanted to be seen, that's when he gave a flying fuck about the immigrants. That's when he started to talk about, oh, yeah, I'm going to make New Haven a sanctuary city. Where's the paperwork to prove that? But let yeah, me tell you what he did do. Let me tell you what he did do. He made the FOI process even more difficult because if you ever Mm. submit an FOIA, it's like a chess game with them. They try to find ways to get you discouraged from seeking the information you should have. Okay? That's what they do. It's gatekeeping at its finest. Right? Let me correct. What he also did is make sure that he positioned himself in a way where he seems to care, but he really don't give a fuck. Now, this time, everybody cares. Now, the new trending thing is safe drug use zones. And I really hope they don't fuck that up. Please disassociate the politics from the cause. Please do that. Don't let them politicize it. 
we have people who need that help. Please, please, I'm asking. Now, in all of that, meanwhile, in New Haven, the undocumented community has been speaking out about the lack of representation. And they're not wrong. We are not, you know, immigrants are not represented. Guess what, y'all? Like I said, the Latinx are not the only immigrants. Surprise! The fuck you think all them Jamaicans come from? Spain? This is is, uh, an issue that, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement could tackle. Like, the Black Lives Matter needs to uh, embrace all the different types of lives. It needs to be all Black Lives Matter. It needs to be immigrant Black Lives Matter. It needs to be trans Black Lives Matter. It needs to be Black Mm -hmm. Women's Lives Matter. All Mm -hmm. that stuff, you know? Yes, that's true. This is important. This is important. I mean, and even if we don't do that, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we still have time, people. We still have time. Look at what the fuck is going on. Like, that this guy, Tom Goldenberg, oh, yeah, I'm a Democrat, but I just got endorsed by these Republicans. Shafiq, yes, um, I want to be the mayor, but we have to do that by getting more and more police, right? Liam Brennan, yes, I'm liberal, but I'm actually under the Democratic Party. Come on now. And Justin Ellicker speaks to himself. Meanwhile, in Hamden, you have Lauren Garrett, right, who was married to a renowned slumlord and who ran her ticket on the BLM movement. We have Ganem, who is corrupt as corrupt comes, right? I think they just put new charges on him, if I heard that correctly, or something to that effect. You have to ask yourself. You have to ask yourself, though, why the fuck would the DTC put these people back up? But then you also have to ask yourself, when the fuck are we going to get fed up enough to take them out? They need to go. I don't know where they're going to go, but they need to go there. Seriously. Enough is enough. The houselessness is is increasing. It's increasing. More and more people are losing jobs. Come on. Come on. When Mm -hmm. does it stop? When does it stop? You tell me. And then we say people aren't voting. Well, why the fuck would they vote when nothing changes? But we have to get mad. Like I just said, before you jumped on, Elise, I want to know, what do you think Huey P. Newton would say if he was here? What would Medgar Evers say? Shirley Chisholm. What would Malcolm X and Martin say? You think they would be proud of us? Fannie Mae would be proud of us? I don't think so. I don't think so. There's a lot of truth in that, my friend. I don't think so. I think that they'll be angry. I think that Che Guevara would want to know what the fuck is wrong with you all. You know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, Fidel said, you know, I didn't go through all this horse shit for you all to do all of that. No, come on now. Cut it out. I mean, come on. And, and you know, in here, in this state, in New Haven, Bridgeport, and Hamden, we could do this. Stop being afraid of going against these people, man. Stop being afraid. You can't be afraid no more. Guess what they're doing? They're just extending their power and they're gatekeeping and gaslighting us even more. Trust and believe. When they have a problem with you, they will talk to each other and make sure that you don't get that job. Make sure that you don't get that opportunity. Make sure that Mm. you feel left out. Make sure they make your life hard. That's what they do. They do it all the time. Mm. It's as old as slavery. Just because it says it's the Democratic Town Committee does not mean they cannot be racist. And it does not mean they cannot exhibit that. And people need to understand that. 
Seriously, seriously understand that. What the fuck does that even mean? And what do we need to do to challenge and change that? That's where I'm at with it. That's where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, this week alone, we had two fantastic uh, men from the community, two warriors. We had three-fifths blessed us. He, He came on the sound of black and brown. We had the young warrior, Manuel Camacho. He was up here, and we were talking about the same thing. We were talking about the same shit. Because, you see, again, we need the representation. And it's sad. It's sad because Manny, I can see Manny running for office. However, out of his own mouth, and I, I invite you all to go back and listen to what's in your ballot. There's a version one and two. Okay, mm-hmm. because the conversation got so heated, y'all, we had to come back again. It was juicy was like that. <laughs> Thank I you. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Thank you. You know, um, it, it, the whole conversation, because we were talking about the same thing happening here in Hamden. But what was sad is hearing a young person, Manny Camacho, say that he doesn't even think that he would get the support because of the amount of gatekeeping and gaslighting and the size of this machine. That is sad. That is really, Mm -hmm. really sad. We have to remember that we have to pass the baton on in order to continue the movement. So if we let these people gatekeep it, if we let these people gatekeep the democracy, we're not going to go anywhere. Listen to what Elise just said about abortion access. Connecticut, we need to get up and stand up. We need to do something. Now, at least before we, we sign off, any closing words? I am honored to be back here with the sound of black and brown, and I hope you keep doing what you're doing. Thanks for your voice. Now, I want everybody to take a minute. We're all going to stare at Elise. Everybody turn and stare at Elise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we all going to say at the same time, girl, we glad you're here. All right. Oh. And she's going to be back. She's always, always, always going to be here. We're going to be here. And she's going to come back and she's going to talk more about what abortion access means in Connecticut. Because I do feel there's a lot of confusion and misperception with that. I think that Connecticut is the type of state where we have a progressive meter. Like we get progressive to this point only, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I would love for you to come back and share some more on that. And I, I do appreciate your continued support and encouragement. She's a gem, y'all. She's a gem. And we we want to see people like her in the DTC. Seriously. We want to see, you know, the Manny Camachos, the Elises, the Rondas. Those are the people who should be there. Those are the people who represent the people. Not the people who sit there and they don't have to worry about their light bill or they don't have to be concerned about the people within their community because they're good. Everybody's good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're there, y'all. We're in this time. We're recovering from COVID. I don't know where y'all been at, but the price of everything is going up. The price of thinking is going up. Shit, you know? (laughs) It's it's expensive just to exist now. Listen, I might start having to charge y'all for sharing my ear. I'm serious. It's a recession. You know? I'll tell you what. I'm so fucking broke that if I get robbed, I'll ask the robber for money. Like, bro, thanks. Yo, thanks for coming here, man. How'd you know I was broke? <laughs> Can I get some money from you? <laughs> Matter of fact, you, you have a switch? I needed a butter knife. Thanks for that. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. 
<laughs> but anyway, y'all, thank you so much. And again, at least thank you so very much. Everybody who chimed in this week. Again, to all of who continue to support, share, subscribe, and follow, we greatly appreciate you. At least you wanted to say something real quick. Um, ReachFundCT.org. Girl, yeah, today. say that from the top. Say that whole thing. Rewind. Let's do this again. Go ahead, Elise. Tell people how to get in touch with the Reach Fund. ReachFundCT.org. You can follow us on ReachFundCT on Instagram. We have an extremely cute social media presence. You should check it out. Mm, that's very intriguing. Very intriguing. And also on the Black and Brown United in Action Facebook page and also on Instagram, we have been sharing the Reach Fund work because we, we do support them. And Elise, we're so happy that you're there. And this is what I'm saying. The representation matters. I think that the time has come for people to really get up and stand up. We can no longer say, well, I'm going to reelect so-and-so because they've been there from the beginning of time. From the, the bottom to the top, we need the representation. We need to make sure that we have the people who know the people, look like the people, and have experience with the people, have experience in those spaces. Not just the people who woke up one day and said, hey, this looks like a great idea. And also we need to recognize the change is a good thing. It's okay to switch, switch it around. And I mean that not to say that the trumpets should take over. I mean that the rotation within the democracy is okay. How the fuck you think they won the civil rights movement? If everybody stayed in the same post, nothing would have changed. And we need to get that. Right. We need us as black and brown people. The DTC itself should be the main conduit representing mm -hmm. the people. Seriously. Yeah. So I want you all to think about that. Well, that's all 